There's a famous quote, I don't know who it's by, but it goes like this. I desire very little, but the things I do consume me. Which led me to think, is it an obsession or a passion that I have for the hobby? So in episode 21, we're talking about those two things. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Podcast. Let's tackle obsession first. I think you can probably parallel it with um, addiction almost (laughs) because I very much have an addictive personality. So... Thankfully, it's been nothing bad over the years. I'm not a smoker or a drug taker or an alcoholic um, or anything like that. But I do sort of get really addicted, obsessed with things that I do. And when I look back over the years, for instance, with music, I, yes, I sort of throw myself into it, but I get like this mad sort of... uh, (laughs) obsession for it. So I I have to explore every avenue. I have to really immerse myself in it. I have to be as productive as possible. There's sort of like this, um, almost like this internal pressure of, of getting stuff done and getting it as best I can, but then also never being quite satisfied with what I've done. Now, that feeling of not being quite satisfied can be a positive and a negative in my experience, it's driven me to just um, try to get better at everything, but then never quite achieving that feeling of like, yes, this is excellent. I don't think I've ever looked at any project, be it uh, to do with our beloved hobby or music or anything else, where I've gone, yes, I've done this perfectly well. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to play the violin and sort of say, oh, poor me, I can't do anything right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm my own worst critic, I suppose. Like, I like putting my projects out there. Uh, like, you know, when I ha- when I was heavily involved in music, we had the band. So performing live gigs and, and, and we'd recorded an album and all that kind of stuff was awesome. But I'd listen to the album almost on repeat and constantly pick out the faults in what I was doing. The other guy, um, Big Was from Fly on the Wall Podcast, um, I couldn't fault him. Like, he was good, you know, like he's the, he was the guitarist in the band. Couldn't fault what he was doing. But I would listen to me as the singer and the percussionist and go, oh, that wasn't quite the right thing or I didn't hit that note right or whatever, whatever the case may be. But I was constantly listening and thinking, ah, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I was very proud of it, of the album. And I was proud of the performances we did in the band and all that kind of stuff as well. But I would always be thinking, how could I make it better next time? And it's funny because people would see me listening or hear me listening to the album and think, oh, he likes the sound of his own voice or, oh, he likes... But that that wasn't the case at all. It was actually listening and and almost grimacing and thinking, ah, it's good, but it's not great. I wouldn't even say it comes down to self-esteem or lack of confidence or anything like that because I think I am quite a confident person. Um, I've always put myself forward. I always, I've always believed that shy people miss out. So you've got to put yourself out there if you want to achieve certain things. 
and my, I've got a background in sales, and that's face-to-face sales. So you had to be, you had to have a personality, you had to sell, sell yourself, you had to be confident without being arrogant, all those kinds of things. So everything I do, I do with a, a level of confidence and excitement, but. I, I think, yeah, I think that's that's probably the best way to describe it is that I'm my own worst critic. Everything I do, I look at and go, mate, it's good or it might be bad, but you can do this next time and make it better. To be honest, and this is going to sound a little sappy, but the only thing I know that I'm good at is being a dad because I look at my, I've got three daughters, I look at my three girls and I'm absolutely proud and I think... I've done a good job there. And I'm, of course, I'm not the only one involved in in, uh, <laughs> in shaping them. But they're really, really good girls. They're clever. They're funny. They're beautiful. They're intelligent. Um, all those kinds of things, great attributes. Um, and and that's down to them, but it's down to the way they were raised by me. And I, and I think big pat on the back on that one. So that's the only thing, honestly, the only thing I look at and go, I've done a great job there. And other people have said how wonderful they are to be around and all that kind of thing as well. So very proud dad. As I said, I think it can be that self-criticism can be a real positive thing as well because it's like a driving force to make sure I push myself to get better. So when it comes to painting, for example, I can look back over the years and see that there's been an improvement because when I first started painting models, I knew that it wasn't great. And honestly, the best thing I could have done is put it out there on a public forum like my blog so I could get constructive criticism from people that knew what they were doing more so than what I was. So I think the obsession part for the hobby is that striving to get better. It really is. So purchasing more, getting more models, of course, there's an excitement behind it and going, oh, I could do this, I could do that. But it's an obsession that I want to master the painting as best I can. I'm not saying I'm going to be a master painter or master converter, but I'm, I'm obsessed with the idea of getting it to a level where I can look at it, me, Luke, aka Eero, <laughs> can look at it and go, ah, oh, that is perfect. But you know what? History dictates that I'll never actually get to that point. I certainly never got to that point with the music, for example. And yes, I had plenty of people say to me and to uh, my bandmate that, um, oh, that was a great set, or that was a great album, or that's a great song. Like plenty of people came up to us after gigs and that kind of thing and said, wow, that song was awesome. And we were um, 99% an original band. So we were writing our own songs, our own music, our own lyrics. So it was quite the compliment for someone to come up and go, oh man, I love that song. Or we'd get our regulars who would be like, can you play this song again? Like, we love this one. Now that was obviously very, very flattering, but to me, there was always a feeling of like, yeah, it was good, but it's not great. Luke, this is your subconscious talking. It sounds to me like you're never bloody happy. So what about passion? Well, like with the music, like with other hobbies I've got, such as writing, it's an absolute passion, without a doubt. 
the hobby is such a passion of mine for so many reasons and it's a lot to do with that it's my own thing it's a it's my own world it's my own a little bit of escapism from real life but as i've said before my life is great there's no i don't feel the need to escape it because it's a bad thing i'm not drowning myself in my sorrows or anything like that by painting imperial guardsmen not at all but it is just that 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 snap away from reality and immersing yourself in in a weird wonderful world just as much as you would watching a movie or reading a book but for me it's got that extra thick layer of creativity involved as well so you can lose yourself but then your 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 mind is stimulated because you're thinking you're planning um, you're experimenting you're whatever you're you're being creative you're making something from nothing a lot of the time and it's all to do with your own imagination and i just i just love it i'm very much a big kid at heart in a lot of ways i'm a big kid to be honest when it comes to my sense of humor everything I, I am a big kid, and I'm proud to be a big kid as well. And yes, people have <laughs> uh, labelled me as like juvenile or immature and all that kind of thing, and doesn't bother me because I'm happy. So as well as the creativity and the um, escapism, it's also that throwback to my childhood. Because you know what? I loved my childhood, absolutely loved my childhood. And in fact, I reckon I was dragged kicking and screaming out of it. I loved sitting on the rug playing with my soldiers. I loved playing on the rug with all the Lego spread out. And most of the time I was on my own. I did have friends, but I preferred, you know, that kind of play on my own. Um, I had two older sisters, but they were sort of a fair bit older, so they were sort of doing their own thing anyway. So I was kind of left to my own devices, left to my own imagination. And wow, what an imagination it turned out to be. And you know what? When I think about it... (laughs) The hobby now, the miniature hobby, combines those two passionate toy playthings when I was younger, toy soldiers and Lego. So I'm searching all my bits boxes for the right pieces to make these kick-ass little soldiers. (laughs) That's kind of cute. Now, as most of you can probably tell, I'm not the most educated when it comes to the hobby. I don't know all the names of all the weapons and all the different factions. I'm not um, really up to scratch with all the background lore on every faction. None of that, you know, like I, I sort of scrape the surface of everything and get by with bits and bobs of knowledge. Um, but for me, that's not what it's about. For me, the the biggest love, the biggest passion for the hobby is the creativity. And it was exactly the same with the music. I'm not classically trained. I've never been taught an instrument. I always just seem to have a bit of a natural flair for music. So a natural musical ear or whatever you want to call it. I got my first instrument when I was um, 12. I I watched a documentary with my dad on Jerry Lee Lewis, um, The Great Balls of Fire. You might know that song. Playing piano and setting fire to it. And I was blown away. And I just thought, yep, wow, I want to play piano too. And I'll maybe set fire to it eventually. I never did that actually, but shame, I should. <laughs> but that was <laughs> but that was that was the spark, you know. <laughs> Excuse the pun. Oh <laughs> that one got me. Dear oh dear. Um, <laughs> um, what I'm saying is there my theoretical knowledge, musical knowledge is non existent. 
So there's no, <laughs> there's none of that. It's all just been practical. I picked up a drum kit. I knew I had natural rhythm and I just thought, yeah, I'll give a drum kit a go and bang, I was just knocking out beats left, right and centre. There was no technical ability because I wasn't taught anything. I wasn't taught that. But over time, bit by bit and with that obsessive kind of feeling of wanting to get better, then I just pushed myself. I would play in the garage at mum and dad's house when I was a kid and I would just, I would listen to music and I would try and emulate what I was hearing or just come up with my own beats. I often did, um, you know, like beatboxing. I'd do a bit of that and then I'd try and translate that over to actually playing on a kit. I think what it comes down to for me is that obsession, passion, even addiction, all roll into one big thing, and that's just love. <laughs> it's love for whatever hobby it is. At the moment, and for the last five years, the real love has been for this little miniature hobby of ours. Before that, well, I'll always have a love for music and even making music. I'm still in a band and still play drums, but we're not probably as prolific as I once was. We don't perform or anything like that. It's just purely some mates getting together and bashing out some hardcore tunes. And I love that. I do love that. And that's another outlet. But for me, the the big, the passion for that part is more hanging out with my mates and seeing the smiles on their faces while we smash out some cool songs. But yeah, my true love uh, for a hobby at the moment is our beloved miniatures hobby. But yeah, I'm always going to have um, a love for other things as well. There's, there's quite a few little things, bits and bobs I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, I think when I think about everything, I think, yeah, I think all those elements really just mean that I love what I do and I couldn't do it if I didn't love it, you know? Like I couldn't I couldn't do anything half-assed. I couldn't just sort of go, oh, try try hand, my hand at archery, you know, that's something different. No, I've got a, I've, which archery would be pretty cool actually. <laughs> but, you know, like I, it's really got to grab me for, for me to want to throw myself into it. So I live and breathe the hobby. <laughs> I really do. And as I mentioned before, I'm not going to, I'm never going to be one of those people that learn all the ins and outs because that's just not me. I sort of like, I like the creative part the most. So I'm going to sort of pick up bits of information here and there, but I'm not going to really, you know, read every single book about Warhammer or about miniatures or about wargaming. That's just not me. I'm going to watch YouTubes and pick up bits and pieces here and there. But the big love for me is the creativity behind it all. And that's what I'm mad about. That's what I'm obsessed with. That's what I'm passionate about. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast. The hobby spotlight today is on a chap who calls himself Starship Varenus. Talk about obsession and passion. This guy is so prolific. I follow Starship Varenus on Instagram and on the blog, on the WordPress blog. And yeah, very, very prolific. He's always putting out stuff and it's all very, very grim and dark, which is fantastic. But you know what I love about this guy's work the most? It stands out. He's actually got style. You can now, now, not everyone can achieve this. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me confused with saying that people without a particular style aren't good. There's plenty of great artists out there and miniature painters and builders who are awesome, 
But you sort of can go, oh yeah, all sort of ties in with the same sort of look and feel. Where Starship Varinus and others, he's got his own style. I, I guarantee it. You, I can spot, if you lined up a whole bunch of minis, I can spot his out of everybody else's. Does that make sense? Like he's, it's just a quite, I can't even explain it. You have to look it up yourself. But it, it's just got a certain paint style to it. And it was the same with uh, Wudu Gast. Uh, remember I talked about him many episodes ago. He's got his own style. And I think that's such a cool thing to be able to achieve. Another thing I love is his conversion work. Now, obviously, we all know that I love my kit bashing and conversions, and this guy, yeah, he's in one of the upper echelons as far as putting bits and pieces together. It's it's quite a, um, and I know I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but it's quite a skill to be able to put a piece together and think what's going to work with what, and, and going through a whole myriad of different pieces and kits and stuff like that to try and find the right pieces for the right stuff type of look you're trying to achieve it, it, it does take a lot of effort and and skill and a lot of forethought like you don't like I, I'm a big fan of what I call freestyling converting so just making it up on the spot but there's also something to be said about planning a miniature out a miniature conversion out and this guy he just seems to nail it I haven't honestly hand on my heart I haven't seen him do a conversion that doesn't work now I've seen plenty of others you sort of go oh the head doesn't quite look right or the arms are too big or whatever it is you know and you try not to be too harsh because it's all about just having fun of course and at the end of the day they're just little plastic men but <laughs> Starship Varinus nails it every single time every time i look at one of his beautiful um put together pieces on instagram i'm just like yep that works that works that works now for good reason this guy's got over eleven thousand followers on instagram just think about that number for a moment eleven thousand followers and he's putting together little miniatures now that says something about the hobby and about the growth of interest and passion out there for the beloved hobby, that 11,000 people are following this dude and loving what he does. And I think that's so cool. But let me stress, despite his popularity, despite that following, he's always quick with a kind word or a thank you for, you know, you might sort of say, great job, man, man, or whatever. And he's always quick to be, yep, thanks, dude, really appreciate it. And he'll comment on other people's work and stuff as well. So despite, despite the fact that he could <laughs> well deservedly have a very big head and be quite proud of himself, he doesn't come across that way at all. He, he seems quite humble, you know, and I like that. I really like that. So go check this dude out, Starship Varinus. That's S-T-A-R-S-H-I-P-V-O-R-E-N-U-S. Starship Varinus. He's on Instagram. He's on uh, WordPress as well. He's got a blog over on uh, WordPress at starshipvarinus.wordpress.com. Check him out. Really cool stuff. As far as me and my hobby and my projects, what have I been up to? You guessed it, <laughs> it's still Hellgate. I am elbow, no, 
neck deep in Hellgate stuff. I've just put together a uh, like a police force that I've called the Hellgate Planetary Force. They're really cool. Made them from from the uh, Necromunda Enforcer bits, plus a whole bunch of different heads. I even used a bit of the um, the Corpse Grinders kit as well in there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with those. I'm plan on um, doing some more elite type police units as well, um, probably using space marines. Um, and I've also been chipping away at a story I've been writing called Malus, M-A-L-U-S. Been chipping away at that as well. Uh, as I mentioned before, that's uh, writing is a real passion of mine too, and I'm constantly striving to get better at it. People have been really helpful on the blog and been quite uh, constructively critical construct is that the right phrase you know what i mean they've been really helpful <laughs> and uh, that's kind of it for me uh, as far as the hobby if you want to email me for any reason you can imperialrebelorc at gmail.com you can find my instagram instagram imperialrebelorc and you can find my blog imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com that's it for episode 21 of my Imperial Rebel Orc podcast. Thank you for listening. Please tell please tell your friends and family or anybody else who you think might be interested in this little podcast of mine. And be sure not to miss episode 22 being released next Friday, Australian time, because I'll have a little interview on there with a gentleman, a lovely gentleman called Mark A. Morin. See you guys. You've been listening to The Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast.